0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season-long MOB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas better than vegas is your home for free daily video picks from sgpn it's like youtube for sports gambling make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv we're also brought to you by PixWise. follow the PixWise capper contest at PixWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of john Rothstein, rashad phillips and jeff nato and more See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PixWise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com promo code SGP. What's up, basketball fans and Gens? It's Dan Titus here, a.k.a. T-Money with the NBA Gambling Podcast. Excited to talk to you guys about everything that's going to happen on Wednesday's slate. I'm joined by the homie,
1: Munaf Money Machine Manji. What's up, brother? How you feeling today? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good to be here with you. Brand new week of hoops. We got a big, big slate tomorrow, so ready to rock and roll. Definitely excited to talk about it, man. Usually we're doing this on Thursday, so
0: happy to slide in for ZB. You know, he'll be back shortly. But yeah, we're just going to come in here and do like a surprise cameo. But for today's episode, we're going to run down the impact of Andre Drummond going to the Lakers. I know he was the hottest ticket on the buyout market. So now he's decided to take his talents to the Showtime Lakers. And also LaMarcus Aldridge deciding to join the Brooklyn Nets. Definitely causing a lot of heat on Twitter <laughs> and the uh, adding to the super team conversations. But we'll get into that. In addition to that, we'll go into the ten game slate, provide some of our picks and some player props potentially for those games. Before we jump in, actually, we're going to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll get into the action. College hoops is back, and WinBet is live, bringing you the action of real sports betting and online casino play. All produced by Win Las Vegas. Get in on all your favorite teams, Cinderella stories, and tournament upsets. Don't miss out on the madness. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness? BetQL's algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on top betting trends. Your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. Head to betql.com to get started today. Head to the Apple or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off BetQL for a year. That's betql.com, promo code MARCH30. And remember, bet smarter, not harder. All right, so... Andre Drummond, his decision to go to L.A. I think that this was he was the odds on favorite to land in L.A. I think once a couple of dominoes fell first, I think it was pretty obvious that uh, Andre had his, his eyes on on L.A. But what are your thoughts on the impact of this deal and what this could potentially do for the Lakers as they're trying to make their their claim in the Western Conference? That's quickly changing.
1: Yeah, I think we hit the nail on the head with this one. You know, we both said that this made perfect sense for him to uh go to the Lakers because that's the type of player that you know the Lakers needed and you know Zach and I also covered this also but um also wanted to get your thoughts on it so you know I think this is going to be a good fit for Andre Drummond right he's going to slide right into that starting lineup you know help them with some rim protection getting some easy baskets for them and I I think right now the impact for him is going to be bigger on the offensive side of the basketball because they do need a guy they're kind of struggling without their two best offensive players to put up points so bring a guy like Andre Drummond, you know, maybe they run some pick and roll with Dennis Schroeder and get him some lobs or some easy dump off for layups and finishing around the basket. So I think that's going to be uh, big for the Lakers. So, and then once, you know, AD and LeBron do come back, I think more specifically, Anthony Davis is, you know, Anthony Davis is more comfortable playing at that four position that his natural position is. So, um, you know, having Drummond at the five, sliding AD at the four and then LeBron, I think this team is going to be defensively uh, stout. I mean, they are already one of the best defensive teams that's going to make them even better. And, um, you know, rebounding the basketball, they'll end up, I think, when these guys are back as probably top three in rebounding in the entire league. Yeah, I was, that's a great segue because I was just going to
0: point out that according to cleaning the glass, Andre Drummond ranks in the 90th, 95th percentile in terms of rebounding. So, no denying that that man can certainly hit the boards. The yeah. one thing that I'm wondering about, and I think maybe this is just a, a byproduct of him being on shitty teams for most of his career, but mm-hmm. you know his defense actually isn't that good. Yeah. If we're talking about pure efficiency numbers, I think he ranks, you know, according to NBA Advanced Stats, he's 40th out of 76 qualifiers in defensive efficiency. And trying to find my other stat of him, it wasn't very good. Oh, 38th in defensive win shares out of 76 qualifiers. So now the caveat, what I just said, I think it's more so he's been playing on really bad teams, but if yeah. you have a squad like AD anchoring the the four spot with LeBron, who's not a great defender at this stage in his career, but he's definitely solid. Montrez Harold. I think he's just got more dogs around him to actually kind of hide his deficiencies there. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to be a good landing spot for him. I, I, I like your play with, you know, him being active in the pick and roll. Because he's a good he's a good lob catcher, so yeah. you know I think that that's perfect for Dennis Schroeder or LeBron to even get him involved in the offense. One mm-hmm. thing he's not going to be doing is doing all those shacked in a full bloopers of you know, trying to go underneath the basket behind the back, no low yeah. passes that that shit is dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. LeBron's not going to put up with that. <laughs> nah, nah. So I think this is going to be a good landing spot for him. I think it's a move sure. that they needed to make to solidify their front court. Yep. They're definitely going to need to keep up with the nuggets. Now I love what they did in acquiring Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. And so um they definitely need to beef that up. So I think it's a the right move with Marcus Saul only playing about 20 20 minutes a game. Yep. You got another guy right now that can get in slide in there for 25 to 28. That can definitely change the impact of the game on both ends of the floor. So yep. Lamarcus Aldridge. This one was a lazy move to me. You know, I think yeah. the rich just got richer. As much as like, you know, he's a shell of himself, I think he's Going to fit perfectly into this and integrate into this system because what one thing that they were missing was a power forward center that can actually stretch the floor like DeAndre Jordan we know what he is like he's mm-hmm. a rim protector glass cleaner you know occasionally can can play defense definitely really slow compared to what he used to be but yeah I think this gives them more versatility now you know and with Blake Griffin. To possibly share those minutes at the four spot, the five spot, they can play small, they can play they can, they can play tall, and they can both shoot now. That just makes James Harden even more valuable, Kyrie Irving yeah. even more valuable. I think this is a great fit for them, and um, I think that this definitely boosted their chances. They go to better selection for him going there versus the Heat. I think that that was the other team that he was debating, mm-hmm. but uh, I think he made the right decision if he's actually ch- trying to chase the title.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we we talked about this and we thought that, you know, Miami was the favorite to, to land him. And I, we didn't exactly know how the fitting next to Bam would be. But, um, you know, like another weapon for James Harden to kind of throw out, um, you know, th- throw out to a guy that can knock down a jump shot. Right. He's, like we said, he's a guy that can stretch the floor, knock down those. Mid range jump shot. So, yeah, like you said, lazy pick or lazy signing or decision by Lamarcus Aldridge. You know, maybe it was just chasing a ring or or whatever it is, but I think it's still a good fit. And, uh, you know, hopefully it pans out for them. Right. All right. So let's get into the
0: Wednesday 10 game slate here. Kicking off, we have the Heat 23 and 24 going up against the Indiana Pacers, who are 21 and 24. It's the battle of the 8th and ninth teams in the Eastern Conference. We have the Pacers as uh, one-and-a-half-point dogs currently with a game total of 216. Victor Oladipo is going to be missing his return to Indiana. He's going to be out. He's not traveling with a cold or an illness, that they're calling it. So, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on this, Munaf. Yeah. I think that this is a good – it's going to be a good Eastern Conference game. I'm probably leaning the under here. But the Pacers have beaten the Heat twice this season. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Miami Heat are coming off a six-game skid. They beat the Knicks by 10 in their last contest. Played really well. And it's going to be scary once they get Oladipo into the fold. But how do you like this Pacers
1: team going up against the Oladipo-less Heat? Yeah, I kind of like this spot for Miami kind of in this revenge angle where, you know, Indiana beat... Miami both times on their floor, you know, the first game in convincing fashion, one thirty seven, one ten, and they came back the next uh game against them and beat them by three points. So, you know, I, I think Miami had a great game against the New York Knicks in that second half. They kind of just took off, and I think now is the time for them where they've kind of gotten together. Right? They've they've gotten. um You know, Goran Dragic came back the other night. You know, obviously Victor Oladipo is out, and Kendrick Nunn is dealing with the sprained right ankle, but. You know, most of their main guys, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, Duncan Robinson, you know, Tyler Hero, all those guys are now back and playing healthy. And I think this is a good spot. I currently see the line at minus one and a half. I do like it at that price for Miami, you know, in this, like I said, a revenge spot for them to, you know, take care of business uh, against Indiana. And now is a time, like you said, that these teams are in that what eighth and ninth range of that Eastern conference. So you know, we we've mentioned that Miami is one of those teams to kind of look at playing on in the second half of the season. I think now is a time for Miami to, you know, start piling up some wins and make them some noise in that Eastern Conference standings.
0: Yeah, I like the I totally agree with your sentiment here. I agree with Miami probably wanting to enact that revenge. They got their ass kicked twice. So I yeah. think now is the time as they're trying to ramp up for that playoff push. I think that they're gonna have more firepower, especially now that, you know, they have all their players back and healthy, mm-hmm. minus like Kendrick Nunn, but obviously that's gonna be Oladipo's spot once they come back. So Dragic is coming back after his four game absence with back spasms. I think this team's gonna be poised to make a
1: run here. And I think that they're gonna start by beating the Indiana Pacers on their home turf. I just wanted to mention with Dragic being back is you know, Miami Heat with Drogic in the lineup, 16 and 13 this season, and then without him, 7 and 11 straight up. So uh, getting Drogic back, I think, you know, it's it's big for, uh, for the Miami Heat. Yeah, played
0: into that perfectly. And so I know I, I mentioned earlier that I would probably take the under here, but just to mm-hmm. crystallize that, the under is 7 and 1 in the Heat's last eight road games, and the under 5 and 1 last six as a road favorite. So... Yeah, give me the under here with the Miami Heat. And so we're going to go to our next game. We got the... Oh, just want to hit on one thing real quick. Malcolm Brogdon's been playing really well. I don't know if you've been playing him in any player props lately, but over his last 15 games, he's hit over 22 points in 10 of those games. So I didn't know if there was any props that you were looking at for this game. I'll probably stay away mainly because of the under. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be more of one of those grinded out type of Miami games. Yeah. Didn't know if you've been playing any any
1: Indiana or Heat player props lately. Jimmy Butler's, you know, points, rebounds, and assists props. Um he, he's been playing well over this last, you know, week or so. Over his last 10 games, he's averaging 23 points, eight rebounds, or close to six assists per game, and against two games Against Indiana this season, nineteen points, half rebounds, and five and a half assists in two games. So, um, and then you take a look at his numbers on the road: twenty-one points, six, uh sorry, seven rebounds, and eight assists. So, you know, tomorrow might be a night where you know Jimmy Butler's in that revenge angle spot. That hey, you guys beat us twice on our home floor. We're going to come back and give it to you guys. And I think you know Jimmy Butler's a guy that can kind of lead the way. One more thing I just wanted to quickly mention was that. You know, if Miami's going to win this game and have success, they are the number one defense inside the paint. And you know, we've seen that, you know, um, the Pacers are number five in points per game inside the paint. So that'll be an interesting battle to keep an eye on tomorrow night where you have the number one defense inside the paint going up against the number five uh, scoring offense inside the paint. I feel that. And the next
0: game, we got the Portland Trailblazers 28 and 18 facing the. Lifeless Detroit Pistons at thirteen and thirty-three. So Detroit's laying six and a half points to the Blazers. The last time these teams faced off, it was February 2020. So right before the pandemic hit, where Detroit covered five and a half. The game went under. Portland's currently on a three-game win streak, and the Pistons have actually surprisingly covered four of their last seven. How do you like this game? Do you are you feeling the the Pistons at home to possibly Cover this, or how do you think this game's going to go?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I've been riding this Pistons team against the spread here, especially at home. Um, you know, they 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 lose the games, but they, you know they're they're battling, they're keeping it close, and you know they're Dwayne Casey has these guys playing hard, like you know they're not going to you know lay down or or um, kind of tank, quote unquote. But you take a look at the numbers here: eleven and seven against the spread as a home underdog, eleven and nine at home against the spread so i'm gonna uh uh, reluctantly going to take the pistons tomorrow i know you said that you know portland's won three in a row here obviously the big move with uh norman powell has been working well for them you know he's now what three games in with this team averaging or sorry two games in and he had 13 and 22 in the two games so um but you know pistons you know are are they're, they're good at home like we really rattled off the numbers here but I'm going to stay with the Pistons as a home underdog. I, I think, you know, Portland gets the victory by maybe, you know, three or four points here.
0: Yeah, I'm riding with you here. I, I like Detroit in this in this position. They've, as you stated, they're 11-7. and seven. As home underdogs, I think that they've been playing very well for Dwayne Casey despite all of the movement of their roster, the injuries. You know, Jeremy Grant is play, still playing through a, a an ankle, what seems to be like an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. But he's gutting it out, and I think that the team's going to gut it out in this matchup. The Trailblazers are 0-4 against the spread in their last four meetings against Detroit, as well as 1-7-1 and against the spread in their last nine meetings. So I'm leaning towards the Detroit Pistons here. I like that 6.5 points. It's a little bit more than what they had last time and they face, and they did cover, though this was a different squad last year. But I think it's more so of a trend of Detroit just playing a little bit better up against better talent.
1: Yeah. Uh, one player prop I do want to mention for this game, keep an eye on Robert Covington rebounding. You know, Nurkic came back two games ago, though, that, you know, sent um, Cantor back to the bench, backing up Nurkic. So, you know, Nurkic is not really a rebounding center, you know, in those two starts. Uh, Covington has gotten 12 rebounds against the Raptors and then eight against the Orlando Magic, and his season average was around 6.8 so you know I, I think that those rebounds that canter was getting when he was in the starting lineup when narkic wasn't there now we're kind of becoming available to some of these uh guys um for for the trailblazers so keep an eye out for robert covington's uh rebounding props
0: yeah another one that i i kind of like on the humble is sadiq bay mm-hmm. his points lines is currently at 13.5 He's actually gone over 13 and a half in 5 of his last 7 games. He's had a couple of duds in between there, mm-hmm. but uh he's really he's really picked up the scoring since the departure of of uh, Delon Wright and it seems like, you know, with Jeremy Grant kind of hobbled there, yeah. he's had an opportunity to kind of step up and do a little bit more offensively. Seeing a solid dose of minutes, he's getting over 31 minutes uh, per game. Mm-hmm definitely attempting more shots he's attempted at least 12 shots in four out of those seven games so he's yep. certainly stepping it up a notch i think what the pistons are starting to realize what they have in the rookie out of villanova we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll jump back into the rest of the games hopefully you've entered odds crowd's march madness contest for your chance to win eight thousand dollars odds crowd has plenty of free contests including a 500 hundred dollar weekly contest and a two thousand dollar season-long mlb contest an odds Crowd isn't just for fantasy betting contests it's a social app built just for sports bettors free to download you can live group chat with other bettors track your bets set up private betting contests with your buddies and much more download the app for free or go to sports gambling podcast.com slash odds that's sports slash odds Helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys giving you the who, how, why behind every prediction on every game, every day, and every sport, all for free. PicksWise presents the Capper Contest to follow the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner-takes-all prize. Follow the action for their picks and the analysis every day for the big dance by visiting pixwise.com slash March-Madness. That's pixwise.com slash March-Madness. All right, Manaf, I know you had a uh, another thought on that. Pistons,
1: Blazers. Mm-hmm. No, it's quickly, like, just going right off of the Seeky Bay, you know, he's getting the shots, but he's also getting the three-point shots up, too, right? Take a look over it. Since that Houston game, uh, nine attempts, six attempts, 10, six, seven, and seven. So he's also getting those three-point shots up. So really like that angle with the Siddiqui Bay um, three-point shots. For Sure. Next game, we got the Mavs, 24
0: and 21, going up against the Boston Celtics at 23 and 24. The Celtics, it looks like they're going to be without Jalen Brown. Questionable coming into the game, but it looks like he's on the doubtful side of questionable. Don't think that this is a good spot for the Celtics. Not really sure what I, I like that what I've seen from them. Jason Tatum's continue to play continues to play lights out, but I think that the ma- the traveling Mavs are, you know, they're a better team. Their defense has been extremely better since the post all-star break. I like what I've seen from them as of late. Right now we have the line sitting at Dallas minus one. That's what I see right now. Uh, so we got a game total of two twenty-five and a half. What are your thoughts on this game? It's a pretty, I mean, this is a coin flip, right?
1: But uh, how are you going to play it? Yeah, I think, you know, we're not sure what's going on with Boston. And, you know, being without Jalen Brown, I think, you know, but you still have Kimba and Marcus Smart, but, you know, Jalen Brown's one of your two best players on the Boston Celtics. And without him, that just puts more pressure on Jason Tatum to, you know, have a great night. But um you know dallas we take a look at some of the trends here seven and four as a uh road favorite um you know Luca was out with two games there and they they and he came back against okc and they just absolutely just blew them out of the water you know i'm not sure how many minutes he played in that game let me see if i can find that real quick but you know i do like dallas in this spot you know they're battling in western conference for you know playoff seating and um you know, this is one of the games that, like you mentioned, I'm not sure what's going on with Boston here. You know, do they have enough or is there locker room issues or, or, or whatever the case might be? But, you know, Luka at Dantage against the Thunder the other night, only played 28 minutes, dropped 25 points. And, you know, shout out to uh, Porzingis, man. He's been playing well also for the Dallas Mavericks. So as far as the game, you know, I do like Dallas here. Um, uh, you know, on the money line here, you know, minus one, it's pretty much a pick-em. So I do like Dallas here uh, against uh, against the Boston Celtics.
0: Yeah, likewise. Uh, Mavericks 8-3 and three against the spread in their last 11 meetings in Boston. And the under has gone 7-1 in the Mavericks' last eight road games versus teams with a home winning percentage greater than 60% as well as with a home a positive home winning record so yeah I I like Dallas in this spot here I think I agree with you the way that Porzingis has been playing as of late I think he's finally getting back to his old self coming off of that meniscus tear it seemed like when he first came out of the gates he was a little sluggish still trying to get his game rhythm but I think he's finally getting back to it yeah All right. And then we got your hometown Houston Rockets 13 and 33. Going up against the Brooklyn Nets, 32 and 15. Now, I believe Christian Wood is going to play. I read that he is probable, so that's Mm -hmm. good news for your Houston Rockets for a change. Yeah. (laughs) Now but I don't know how good of news that is. I think this one's probably gonna be a double digit double digit spread here. Let me uh yeah, let me see what see. we got for yeah, some preliminaries. So it's, uh, it's pretty gaudy 14 yeah. and a half to the Brooklyn Ooh, Nets.
1: Yeah. Um you know I, I actually I'm going to go I do like the Rockets um, very reluctantly in this spot. You take a look at Brooklyn. I mean they're winning games, but they're not really covering the spread in in some no, of they're games, not. you know. And and I think I think the spread, you know, for a team like the um, Brooklyn Nets, it's it's irrelevant for them. They're just trying to pile up wins and try to, you know, get that number one seed and kind of ride the ship until, you know, Kevin Durant is back for this team. And it, it, at this point, it's just, f- you know, for them to kind of, you know, get W's and I don't think they're, you know, care, like I said, don't care about covering the spread. You take a look at they've covered the spread here three I think three times out of the last 11 games so you know in all season for the Brooklyn Nets they are 20 sorry yeah 23 and 23 so it's pretty much a coin flip Rockets on the other hand yeah 14 and 31 we you know one of the worst teams in the league lost James Harden and all that fluff so but I think this is a game that you know maybe the Rockets want to get up for um, you know going back against the Brooklyn Nets and and one of the best teams in the league but something to keep an eye on is I did see John Wall is questionable for this game, so not a game that I want to bet on, especially when you have one of the worst teams in the league going up against one of the <laughs> best teams with such a such a yeah, big yeah. spread and just the variance that the Brooklyn Nets have of not covering games. But uh, player prop, obviously, keep an eye out for James Harden. I mean, he might just go off for another triple double and and you know drop a and who knows a forty point triple double against the against his former team.
0: Yeah, I saw you hit on his assist line, man. It's I think the the markets still are still not giving him enough justice on those. Uh,
1: ten and a half is still really understated for his potential, right? Yeah, especially a guy that's leading the league in assists. So I mean, you know, that was kind of eye catching. So I'm glad we kind of catch that one for sure. And uh, yeah, just to double down on your sentiment about the
0: Brooklyn Nets really not covering lately three three and seven against the spread in their yeah. last ten, but they're eight and two overall. So yeah, I I you know, I tend to these double digit spreads tend to give me a little bit of pause. Like, I don't know if I usually i, I end up not betting on them, but yeah. we saw just the other night, Brooklyn was minus 11, I believe. And, and I guess the Orlando magic was it. And I they, they it, couldn't, uh, Timberwolves, I think Timberwolves, you're oh, right. Yeah, Timberwolves, yeah. but either way, Timberwolves covered that. So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm with you there. I think that the Houston Rockets, if they have Christian Wood, they're they're definitely better with Christian Wood in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Not having John Wall there certainly matters, but I think that they're yeah. even better with Christian Wood. So we'll see what happens. But I think uh, 14 and a is a nice a nice number that I could probably get behind the Rockets, even
1: though they've been not one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, and last thing on you know Brooklyn over their last ten games, like you said, eight and two straight up, but. An- rating of 0.9 so you know it's not like they're blowing out opponents like we said they're just getting the w in and getting out of there so um you know option always is you don't have to bet all the games but you know if i had a gun to my head i would probably take the rockets tomorrow night agreed
0: all right so we'll go to the next game Utah Jazz going up against the Memphis Grizzlies. This one's interesting. So mm-hmm. we got the Jazz 35 and 11 going up against the Memphis Grizzlies 22 and 22 overall. But, you know, the, the Memphis Grizzlies have played a little bit better now while they're 5 and 5 in their last 10 games. They're also 6 and 4 against the spread. Whereas the Jazz have kind of been even money for uh their last 10 games, 5 and 5 against the spread but they've also gone eight and two. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about this game? Right now we're showing Memphis eight and a half point dogs to the Utah Jazz. I tend to like this line for them, actually. I think that this might be a little bit more competitive than Vegas seems to think. So
1: I'm going to ride with the Grizzlies here. Yeah, and a note did come across right before we started recording that Donovan Mitchell is ruled out for tomorrow night. So if you Oh, if even you, more hammer that. <laughs> yeah, so if you're if you're seeing a line posted right now, I mean, I and this won't get out till our pod won't get out till probably tonight or hopefully tomorrow morning. But, you know, right. go ahead and take that Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow night or uh on that spread if you're seeing anything double digits. Um, you know, there was another thing that I did come across for the Utah Jazz is that they had some plane issues today with a, you know, a bird running into the engine and then they kind of took off and they had to come back to the terminal. So, um, I think their plan was still to fly out tonight. So, you know, maybe some travel issues going on with the, for the, for the Utah jazz. So, um, keep that in mind also, but as far as the game, yeah, I do like Memphis in this spot, especially without Donovan Mitchell, you know, look out for some John Morant player props tomorrow night. You know, he's been playing well. So, um, you know, uh, Without Donovan Mitchell, I do like uh, the Memphis Grizzlies uh, against the Jazz. And for this game, we have the over/under and under at uh, two
0: thirty. I'm seeing right now opened at two twenty nine. Given what you mm-hmm. just stated, that's really interesting that they're they're getting some plane delays. So that means they'll probably arrive a little bit late. Yeah. probably messes up their their flow and their normal mm-hmm. routine. You know, prior to getting into a new city. I'm I'm probably going to take the under here. And apparently the under has gone 30 and nine in the last 39 meetings in Memphis. Wow. So that's a staggering number there. And with the travel woes, you know, it may even impact the game that, that much more that I like, you know, Memphis to cover, especially if that's, uh, you know, nearing that double digit spread as you alluded to.
1: Yeah. Great angle 30
0: and nine. Yeah. Crazy. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get back into the rest of the action on Wednesday better than vegas it's like youtube but for what d only care about sports betting we're giving out free daily video picks over on our better than vegas profile page better than vegas it's always running a ton of free contests as well they got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick sportsgamblingpodcast.com btv that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com btv better edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there's no house. Legal in more than 40 states. Post the plays you like and have someone at the Better Edge Marketplace take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contest as well. Sign up today at BetterEdge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, promo code SGP. All right, so we got the... New York Knicks going up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Knicks stand at 24 and 23, while Minnesota is at a meager 11 and 36. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think the Knicks, you know, they had a tough loss to the Heat the other day, you yeah. know, but the Knicks have definitely been better at home. But they've actually been, you know, they're decent on the road 14 and 10 overall against the spread. In their last 10, they're 6 3 and 1. Not too shabby at all. I'm seeing the opening line, Minnesota being three-and-a-half-point dogs. So a pretty competitive game, you know, considering that Minnesota's spread just last night was 11 points to the Brooklyn Nets. This one, they obviously are looking like a dogfight. So what are your thoughts on betting this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, we take a look at uh, Minnesota, right? I mean, they got Malik Beasley back the other night from that 12-game suspension that he was serving, so, you know, that's a boost for them. But do, does Minnesota really care about winning games right now? You know, they're, you know, out of their last 10 games, three and seven straight up, um, you know, and and we have New York that's kind of fighting for playoff positioning and, you know, getting into the playoffs. So, you know, a team like the New York Knicks want to get into the playoffs after having such a big drought, um, you know, for years now. So I, I, I kind of do like New York in this spot. I think their defensive, you know, effort ha- will kind of slow down Carl Anthony town. So, you know, New York with their guards, you know, Julius Randall obviously has been playing well. You have Emmanuel quickly and, and RJ Barrett and all those guys that they have. So, um, I don't think Derek Rose is going to be playing tomorrow night. I he did have a sore ankle as of this morning, so keep an eye out for Derrick Rose. But, you know, as far as this game, I, I do like New York as the road favorite here. Yeah, I do
0: too. Knicks 9-1 and in their last 10 uh, games following and against the spread loss. So mm-hmm. I, I think that they're going to be in a good spot to rebound here. They're firmly in that fifth spot in the East. There's a lot of people on their heels. I think they need these wins, and I think that this is a, a good spot for them to get back on track. Yeah, totally agree with your assessment there. Probably will fade any player prop in this game. Not really, nothing really strikes. No, correct strike me as interesting. I think this is going to be more of a a letdown game for a Carl Anthony Towns and perhaps even Julius Randle as well. Yeah, and so let's go to the next one. We got the Raptors eighteen and twenty nine going up against the Thunder nineteen and twenty seven. A battle of pretty shitty teams here, hmm. but you know at least the Raptors are still actually in playoff contention here for that tenth spot. Mm-hmm. So every game matters for them. Yeah. So what what are your thoughts on this game? Are you staying away from it? Are you going to put some action on it? Or is this one of those ones where it's probably a fade? Maybe pick a player
1: proper too if there's something of interest as you get closer to the game. Yeah, I, I think this is a spot for Toronto to get right. You know, three straight losses. You're going up against an OKC team that is not doesn't have SGA. I think indefinitely they said and Al Horford has been shut down for the rest of the season. Maybe they're working on a buyout there, but um, if Toronto wants to make a push for the playoffs, this is a game that they have to get on the road here against against the OKC Thunder. Um, and they have you know some tough opponents coming up, or sorry, they have some winnable games coming up to the Toronto Raptors where they could kind of get a, a winning streak going here. Kind of take a look at some of the, the stats for these two teams. Uh, Toronto, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league, you know, number... 21 percentage but they're number three in makes per game and then you take a look at okc's defense against the three they're average i mean they give up 13 makes per game but you know they've lost obviously like we said sga and al horford you know they don't have their best defensive player in and dort so you know i think the oklahoma city thunder quote-unquote are in this tank mode where they have these i think i read like 34 picks over the next seven years or 10 years or something like that so, yeah, and I think this is a spot for Toronto to get it right. You know, make some shots here and kind of get a win under your belt and get this three game streak out of, out of the way and then start piling up some wins if they want to make a pitch for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm seeing the early lines at seven
0: and a half to yep. the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. So, two and eight against the spread in their last 10, one and nine overall. They've been awful. Oklahoma City hasn't been much better, but, you know, much of what you said. I think that this is going to be the the prove it, the prove it moment for the Toronto Raptors to just try to make a a, a stake for that 10th spot I think that they're firmly in the in the conversation for it. they just had mm-hmm. to go on a like a little run and having lost, you know, three straight, I think this is a good right your ship moment especially with SGA being out indefinitely, Al Horford mm-hmm. being pretty much out of commission. One mm-hmm. guy that I've been really surprised about his ascension is Moses
1: Brown. Have you seen some of the numbers this guy's been putting up? Like monster double doubles. (laughs) Yeah. And they just signed him to I think a three year contract, didn't they? The OKC Thunder. So you know um, Yeah, they gave
0: him a nice a cool like six million dollars,
1: man. That that's a hell of
0: an investment off of a guy that was probably not even going to be in the league, right? Like he just lucked up, got on the, the opportunity and he's been making the most out of it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if they're offering player props on on a guy like that, you know, now he's going to want to prove that he belongs in the NBA, you know, earning that contract, especially now with Horford gone, he's playing that center position. So, you know, he's a guy, you're seven, two. I mean, wow. you know, There aren't that many seven, two um, centers in the league right now. They're all stretch guys. Right. So you take a look. I mean, Against the Dallas Mavericks, yeah, he only played 30 minutes, six points, nine rebounds. But, I mean, look at the previous games, like you mentioned, 21 points, 23 rebounds. The game before that, 19 points, 12 rebounds. Game before that, 17 rebounds, 14 rebounds. I mean, this guy's a monster on the board. So, um, you know, I'm going to write that one down if I see a player prop on him for tomorrow. <laughs> but I um, to say,
0: they set that line at like 11, man. I'm firing it up. Yeah, and,
1: and, and just going off of that point, who's going to stop this guy from getting rebounds uh, on the flip side for Toronto. They don't have a, 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 yeah, nobody even tall enough or or a big guy to kind of, um, you know, stop this guy. So man, that's a, that's a hell of a find there, Dan. I like that. Yeah. I'm definitely
0: going to be keeping an eye on, on that. The the props don't haven't seemed to drop yet, but that's the one I'm going to probably be keeping an eye on. Yeah. And going into the next game, we got the, Kings 22 and 25 in a rematch against the Spurs who are at 23 and 21 teams played last night and the Mm -hmm. Sacramento Kings made it look easy. Yeah. The Aaron Fox once again, just put on an outstanding performance, man. I want all shares of him and Tyrese Halliburton. If I'm playing props right now, those two are cooking. Yeah. Love the way that they've looked now. Part of me is like, I want to continue to ride this Sacramento wave of them just covering. The spread is exactly the same, two and a half. The, the Kings are two and a half point dogs. For some reason, I felt like this is going to be the rebound for San Antonio. Yeah. They've gone on a bit of a, a losing streak. They're four and six in their last 10, but they're still in playoff contention. I think that this is where the buck stops. Popovich is like, nah, we're not, we're not losing this one. But Sacramento's coming in hot, seven and three in their last 10, six and four against the spread. How are you playing this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, usually when we have these two game like mini series, we always like to play the second team, uh, yeah. or sorry, the losing team on that second game in these mini series. So yeah, I agree with you taking San Antonio on the spot. I mean, you take a look at the box score for this last game. You know, you know, we mentioned uh, Deer and Fox, twenty four points, but they had seven guys in double figures. Did the Sacramento Kings and. Um, you know, I think I agree with you. Bounce back spot here for for San Antonio. I don't think they want to lose two in a row to Sacramento. Give me the give me the Spurs plus the two and a half, and and maybe some uh, Demar Derozan player props here tomorrow uh, to kind of lead the way for for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I, I did see that uh, Dejounte Burry had a pretty good first half. Last game for the Spurs, I think I believe he had 21 at the half, but only scored two points in that second half. So you know, maybe you know Dejounte Murray and some Demar Derozan props here tomorrow. Yeah, so I was talking about this on another
0: pod, but what are your thoughts on this point Derozan? This guy's assist numbers have just jumped through the roof this year. Mm-hmm. I think for a stretch over, uh, I mean, crazy in his 13 road games, he's averaging 8.2 assists this year, um, which is absurd yeah. against the top. I get sub, sub 500 teams, almost seven assists per game, uh, 20 points, five rebounds and seven assists. So uh, he's, he's really stepped up his all around game. So I think he's, I don't know, he's an interesting guy that I've been, I've been eyeing for some player props for his, his consistency really, when he's been on the court, he's, he's been a producer. So I, I definitely like that call of, of eyeing whatever line comes out for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I forgot who it was on our on our Slack channel, and he was, you know, writing DeMar DeRozan over assist props almost over every single night. I mean, if you kind of go back to the beginning of of March, you see the first four games before that, uh, sorry, the first four games in March, uh, 11 assists in three out of the four games, came back with 7-13. So, yeah, he's getting the assist, and, and why not, right? I mean, they have these shooters on the San Antonio Spurs that can, you know, knock down the shots if DeMar DeRozan's getting doubled or he's, you know, penetrating to the basket and kicking it out and and finding shooters or if he's dumping it off to Jakob Portal. So easy, easy, easy pickings and then getting assists for him. So I do like that angle for um, point DeRozan here.
0: I'm surprised he didn't
1: get traded or or at this trade deadline. I I thought he would be a guy that would be on the market, but I guess not.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's... Uh, so what's his contract situation? Does he have like... Uh, I want to say he's restricted, maybe? Like he's got only like a year left or maybe
1: he's unrestricted after this year? Yeah, he shouldn't have that much left because he was part of that um, the Kawhi Leonard trade. So um, let me see if I can pull it up here real
0: quick. Yeah, so he's unrestricted um, 2021. So that's probably yeah. why no one wanted to pay the rental. But mm-hmm. I mean, for where his game has gone, you know, this guy was... Pretty much ignored by a lot of pundits just because, you know, he was a very athletic guy, but he really couldn't shoot very well. Just really patented his mid-range jumper, but he's still not really shooting that many threes at a high clip, but I think it's more impressive what he's been doing, becoming the facilitator of that offense. And uh, I think he's really just raising his stock potentially for a huge payday. Whoever's going to pay that in his next destination. All right. So the, Milwaukee Bucks continue their West Coast road trip. They'll take on the Lakers. The Bucks are currently twenty nine and seventeen. Lakers thirty and seventeen. The Bucks just lost a tough one to the L.A. Clippers mm-hmm. without Paul George, yeah. and that was a bit of a surprise for me. I think you might have picked. I feel like you picked the, the Clippers on tally on tally. Uh, yeah,
1: I was on the Clippers. Uh, yeah. we we had talked about this with. um say. What's his name? Sorry, Zach. <laughs> uh, um, that you know, there's a trend that you know on back-to-back situations. The Clippers are eight and zero before last night's game uh, on a back-to-back situation. I don't think they were on a back-to-back, but I mean, I just like the spot for the Clippers. I think that was a game that they kind of wanted to prove that they're they're superior in the NBA and could beat a team like the Bucks if they ever faced them in the uh, in the NBA Finals. For sure. Yeah, and I mean, we got
0: the Lakers as eight and a half point dogs. Mm-hmm. So the 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 Bucks are seven three in their last ten, three and seven against the spread, while the Lakers six and four in their last ten, five and five against the spread. This is the first game with Andre Drummond in the fold. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's going to make a difference? Can the Lakers cover eight and a half against this Bucks squad that just is
1: coming off of a loss just a day ago? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's it's not even a travel situation for for the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, they're playing in the same arena, same city, so no travel issues for Milwaukee Bucks. But I mean, I think this is just going to be too much firepower on the Bucks offense for the Lakers to even keep up with. You know, every like we said, we ever since they lost LeBron James to injury, this team has just been. screwed. Sh- struggling scoring um scoring the ball i mean they got two victories against subpar teams in the cleveland uh, cavaliers and the uh, orlando magic but now you're taking on one of the best teams in the nba and the in the eastern conference so i think this is a game where the milwaukee bucks are just going to just kind of unleash and and take their anger out from the loss that they had against the clippers so i think this might be a very long night for the for the la lakers and uh, i do like milwaukee on the uh uh, laying the points against the uh, Lakers tomorrow?
0: I feel that. I'm going to need more time to assess, man. I don't know if I can call this. So I don't want to. Yeah. Originally, I was like, yeah, this is easy bucks for me. But I don't know, man. Like, something tells me, like, how is. I don't know Drummond. Matt, I, I'm, who am I kidding? Drummond's not changing shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to change enough that he's going to be able to hang with Giannis. So yeah, yeah I think I'll, it'll I'll probably go with the Bucks here. Yeah,
1: I think it'll just take a couple games for Andre Drummond to kind of get into the fold of the Lakers system and things like that. So, um, you know, I just I, it'll be interesting to see how he does kind of fit in tomorrow night and then going forward with the Lakers. Yeah, it's crazy because he's had a two month, uh, almost a two month
0: layoff. Not yeah. playing at all, so yeah, hopefully he's ready to get get into it, probably in shape enough, but definitely going to yeah. take some time to integrate into the system. for sure. And then finally, we got the nightcap. The Chicago Bulls going up against the Phoenix Suns. Chicago Bulls, nineteen and twenty six overall, whereas the Phoenix Suns are thirty one and fourteen. Chicago, we know that they've been great on the road, mm-hmm. fourteen and six against the spread, and twenty four and twenty one overall. Mm-hmm. But, you know, also the the Suns have also been pretty good at home. Yeah. Seen it named against the spread 30 and 15 overall. Suns come in seven and three in their last 10, six and four against the spread. The Bulls, however, even though that they acquired, you know, Nikola Vucevic, Daniel Tice, they're three and seven right now in their last 10. I think that they're going to start to right the ship. But when is that going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen against the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. But currently, we have the line at Phoenix by seven.
1: Yeah, with yeah, a, Phoenix,
0: over with a game total of two
1: twenty three. Yeah, Phoenix is in action tonight against the um, uh, Atlanta Hawks here tonight, and uh, That's right. Yeah. Take a look at the back to back stats for the Phoenix Suns. They're eight and two against spread on back to back situations. As far as a total, five and five uh, uh, on back to back situations. So not much there, but. You know, we're we're just kind of waiting for like Chicago to like win. I mean, the expectation for the Bulls, what well, we had, or at least I had for the Bulls after they acquired uh, Vucevic, was that you know this team was going to kind of take off. But I guess they're still kind of going through the uh, growing pains of having a guy like uh, Vucevic, right? Because he's a guy that needs the ball in his hands to be effective, and the same thing with Zach Levine is a guy that. You know, he's a ball dominant guy. He likes to dribble, dribble, dribble and, and either go to the basket, dunk it or, or pull up for a three. So I'm going to write the Phoenix Suns here. I mean, this team is competing for that, you know, number two, number one spot in the uh, Western Conference. I, I still feel like it's going to take a couple games for the Bulls to kind of figure it out. And then they have a very tough schedule coming up to the uh, Chicago Bulls. They have, you know, like we said, Phoenix tomorrow night. And then they take on Utah, Brooklyn, Indiana. So um, you know it's going to be a little tough stretch here for for the for the Chicago Bulls. But I'll lay the points with um, Phoenix tomorrow night at home, even though on a back to back situation. Like we said, eight and two against the spread on back to back nights. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: And you know, Vucevic has gotten two games with his new team thus far. And Zach Levine has yet to go over twenty. Man, he's really struggling from the field. Last game yeah. against the Warriors, he was four for sixteen. One for seven from three. Just really couldn't get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Whereas Vucevic is kind of... I think they're integrating him very very seam, very seamlessly. Uh, Thomas Sadoransky is playing very well. Kobe White yeah. didn't play in the last game, but he's already been moved to the, kind of that six-man role. Laurie Markkinen is another guy that hasn't really found his groove when Vucevic has gotten there yet. So I think this team still has some more work to do, and that's not a mm-hmm. good team to face when you're still working out the kinks. And uh, I like... Yeah your point i like even though phoenix is playing on that back to back i think that they're gonna they're a strong enough team to take care of business against a bulls team that's still trying to find their identity with their new pieces and getting acclimated into their into their new roster
1: yeah just a quick thing on on phoenix suns um you know at, at the center's center position specifically over the last two weeks uh they've, they've been struggling at that position um you take a look they're giving up 31 points to that center position and close to uh, yeah 13 rebounds. So this might be a good game for, for Vucevic inside against uh, DeAndre Ayton, which, you know, I, I had, we had high expectations for him for this season. I mean, he's playing well, but I just feel like he still has another step to take does DeAndre Ayton. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how, how, you know, he, he transpires, but, Keep a uh, lookout for Vucevic here tomorrow night. I mean, he has two games uh, with the Bulls so far, 21 points in both games, nine rebounds in both games. So um, this might be a better game offensively for Vucevic against a struggling defense against the center position. Yeah, I like that angle. And it seems like Vucevic hasn't
0: missed a step really since changing uniforms. So yeah. I think he's the one that everyone else is kind of struggling to kind of find their find their situation or find their uh, place with the new roster so yep yeah so that will conclude our show for today check back in with us tomorrow where we'll be doing it once again going over Thursday's slates and then we'll follow up Friday see us in the locker room where mm-hmm. we'll be giving out more player prop picks and game plays for the rest of the slate on Friday so DJs take care we'll see you next time peace
1: basketball give me, give me, give
0: me the ball because I'm gonna-